What is going on, guys? It's Dando here. Now, before we get into Mitch's final episode of Four Finger Discount, I just wanted to take this time to thank you all so much for the support you've given us over the past almost five years now. It's been an incredible journey. Um, you know, we've pumped out almost 300 podcasts, written a book in this time, and yeah, it's just been it's been so much fun. But however, the show must go on. And that's exactly what we've done. So what we did was we, we waited a little bit and we thought we'd give you guys a double header this week. So you got right now you got here, this is Mitch's final episode. And then if you look on your feed, you also got our first episode of season 11, which is hosted by myself and my new co-host, Mr. Guy Davis, who you're going to absolutely love. So I hope you enjoy, guys. Thank you so much for your support. I know it's crazy times in the world right now, but hopefully this show can allow you to just escape from all the drama that's happening out there. And just enjoy a couple of guys talking about the greatest show of all time, The Simpsons. So thank you guys once again for your support. Absolutely love each and every one of you. And looking forward to what this show can bring you in the near future. Cheers, guys. Here's our room. Homer, you're supposed to slide those doors open. I don't have time for that. Welcome. I am honored to accept your waste. They're years ahead of us. Mom, Lace, check it out. Dad's on TV. Oh, yeah. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review the final episode of season 10, which also means it is the final episode of Mitch Grinter. It is 30 minutes over Tokyo. I'm Dando. I am Mitch. Mitch Grinter. Farewell. Afidasen. Ta-ta and farewell. Ta-ta and farewell. <laughs> that guy made a return. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it sort of ruins it, doesn't it? Yeah, I said I, I like the myth of the man. Yeah, exactly right. So for people that, I mean, Democracy, Democracy Manifest guy who sports vet tracked down for an interview and he explained the backstory of what had happened and... Not exciting at all. No, so this is the thing I, I'd said to um, uh, to a mate of mine who tagged me in this. I was like, this is, my problem with this is the exact same problem that I have with the Star Wars prequels of you don't need to know how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. Mm. He's less scary if you know. <laughs> like, you, you don't want... I don't want to know that the guy was working towards a grand scheme to try to appear crazy. I want the guy to just be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I, the less backstory about that clip, the better. He's not supposed to be saying it all, but everyone's now saying that he's just making a comeback so he can sell some of his paintings. I love that money. all of his paintings were just self-portraits of him getting arrested. <laughs> that was that's the one bit. But the, like that that only adds to the mystery rather than taking anything away. He's Whereas a bizarre the story, dude, I didn't need to hear him. The, I just love the. He still talks like this. It's, it's just, mm. it's just him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so this is your final episode, consistent episode. You, you'll be re- returning. And I'll be, I'll be yeah. back from time to time. Yeah. Um. And you'll be doing Tales of Future Run on Patreon. But your final four finger discount, five years almost. Yeah, I know. You went a bit early on the um five year celebration. I think you posted in the Patreon page about. I didn't say. I said you've been with us for nearly five years oh, now. Did you? Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. read it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, nearly, nearly made it uh, five years to the day. And look, it's, just say five years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been uh, an amazing part of the last five years of my life. Uh, it's been great getting to know yourself and becoming good friends. Uh, can I, can and, I interrupt for a second? Please. I think it'd be nice just to be able to hang out now and just be friends. Yeah. And not yeah. have to talk about the podcast. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah just just be hang out and have dinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, it probably hasn't happened since the second time we met. <laughs> pretty much every time since then. Somehow this, this has been happening. Yeah. yeah. So, 
no, it'd be nice to just, you know, go out for a hit of golf or whatever yeah, it might be. Go watch the football or something, yeah. yeah. Um, and to all of the uh, all of the uh, listeners that we've had, li- literally every single one of you, whether you're still listening now, in which case, or, or whether you, uh, you know, listened at some point along the way and then stopped, in which case you're not hearing this message. But um, for all of you guys, thank you so much for the support along the way, even to the people that hated me. Uh, it's It's been fun. One guy did. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pompous. The, the guy, oh, the pompous recently, but the guy that hate stalked me and started having go at my tattoo. Um, let's not forget I about him. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Was that during a, an iTunes review? He yeah, it was. It was in an iTunes review that wow. I discovered when I was um, on the way back from a golf trip. So I, I had very little sleep and was in an emotional state reading this message. Go, good lord. <laughs> I may as well just jump out of the car. I forget that you have a tattoo. I forget that I have a tattoo. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, it's there. I yeah. said it all the time, but because it's always there, I guess I just, just get used to it. Yeah. it. yeah. Um, but no, it, it's been an amazing ride to all the people that we've met. Um, to, uh, actually, um, was it Joe? I want to say shout out to Joe who just recently um, started golf golf day, like a corporate golf day last Thursday. Um, I won. They had a small raffle. I won. So my name got announced. Uh, and as I was on my way out, the guy comes up to me. He's like, you Mitch Grinner from Four Finger Discount? <laughs> the very same um, dude who had come to our trivia night with Briggs and just wanted to say good day. And oh, you know, cool. um, he'd only just gotten up to the episode where the announcement was made. Um, but yeah, no, thank you very much to, to, to all of you people. Thank you all for the support. It has been humbling and amazing. And as we said, he will be returning. And if you want to hear Mitch every bi weekly or around about that, it's going to be Tales of Futurama on mm. the Four Finger Discount Patreon page. Shall we get into discussing the episode or. Yeah, um, tease what's going to be at the end of the episode? No, we'll just get into discussing it. Okay. There's no need to tease anything. There's I mean, what? I, 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 there's, there's something at the end. Dando, people... you know me. I just want to make a nice, quiet exit. No fanfare. Nothing needs to be said. Nothing needs to be done. It's, it's, the show is bigger than me. It's not about me. This It's just any other episode. Well, say that then. Let's get into 30 Minutes Over Tokyo. Make way for <laughs> Prince Ali. <laughs> Prince Mitchy. <laughs> or Grinty. <laughs> Uh, 30 Minutes Over Tokyo, you messaged me today at yep. work saying, well, that was an episode. <laughs> yes, it certainly was. I thought it was a mixed bag. I My first problem is that it's 22 and a half minutes over Tokyo. Um, well, they wanted to call it that. You've, you've read why they didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, well, that was the original plan. Okay. But then because it's based on a... TV half hour? Um, no, a movie um, titled okay. 30 Minutes Over Tokyo, I'm pretty sure. It's on the Wikipedia page. I'll find it. But mm-hmm. continue. Anyway. Mm. Um, it's... Uh, okay, one or two jokes that really miss the mark in today's day and age. Mm. Um, the used to be a man. Yeah, the women that used to be men yeah. and the disgust and outrage that the crowd reacts with. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're cutting out Michael Jackson from, from history, it, it, you should probably be cutting that joke out from history as well. Uh, just it's not good. Yep. Um, just interrupting, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo was the movie, the 1944 war film is what it's gotcha. based on. Yep. yep. But the... Uh, <laughs> There's just no plot. It's, like, there is no... It, this feels like they just spun a wheel with different countries on it, and wherever the Simpsons landed, they would make some jokes about that country. Whereas the best travel episodes, the, the travel ties in with something. So Bart versus Australia makes a prank call. There's the whole courtroom thing. Like, every every kind of joke about Australia is in some way progressing the story or it's you know they're doing it for a reason they're there for there's a reason. an arc to it yeah yeah but um but it go way back to back going to france as yes. part of the student exchange new um, york home of the car yeah exactly like there's always a kind of purpose for them being there whereas this is this is literally they get sent there at random because that's what happens to be called over a pa system like that is just what it did do is that whenever the cultural jokes then got made 
is it never felt like anything more than American equals crass, Japanese equals calm. That's yeah. That until the game show, obviously. Yeah. In which case, Japanese equals batshit crazy. But like, but that's pretty much all that it was. Like nothing, nothing served any grander point because they weren't in Japan for any reason. So was, they just kept going to different areas and doing different things. The middle of the episode kind of felt like the middle of the New York episode to me. I know they had the arc, mm. but still, it was just they go and do random shit. Yeah. In New York, yeah. that's pretty much what happens here. Random shit in Japan, but it, it, instead, like you said, that last one, there was a reason for being there. Yeah, pretty much. And like actually, I could, didn't even really look at it that way until you pointed you, it out. You could watch the first five minutes of this episode and the last five minutes of this episode, and you would have the exact same understanding as someone who had watched the entirety of the episode. You wouldn't have come back and gone, wait, what's going on? Yeah, why like, it, it, Yeah, it's just that whole middle section. It's not like it serves for... There are some funny stuff in there. Well, there is some funny stuff in there. Uh, but it just wasn't connected to anything, so I didn't care. I just it, it just felt like a series of cultural sketches jokes. and cultural jokes. Yeah. yeah, some more offensive than others. Now we had a listener. I forgot your name, so I apologise. But they posted in the Patreon group mm. um, saying that Marge says this is our last million yen. Yes, that, which works out to be what they say, like twelve thousand dollars. Oh, or something that's like? I worked out today. It's nine thousand nine hundred or something. So okay. it's like ten thousand American dollars. Yeah, I thought they had no money. It's not the sort of joke that they... It's not the sort of mistake the Simpsons would normally make. No. I mean, the joke, obviously, that because, you know, that um, the numbers go up a lot higher. But, yeah, like, it could have been this is our last 100,000 yen or something like that. And that joke still works. If you have 10,000 as your, as, as your remaining money, surely yeah. you could have picked somewhere... Well, anywhere. Yeah. That you wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Presumably they've started with at least 15 to 20. Yeah. And I know you'll only realize that if you do the research, but the Simpsons writers and that usually do the research and make sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, the sort of the sort of detail that they normally don't screw up. Yeah. What did you like about it? What was your favorite moment? Oh, the monkeys. That was pretty funny. Come on, Lisa. Monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> there was actually elements of this that felt super outdated in the sense of the whole technology. Mm. Like talking about the internet like it was a big, like a new thing in regards to you can order pizza on the internet mm. or you're surfing like a pro. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Just, that, it just felt That outdated. felt like an early days Apple commercial. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Snake stealing the money with a floppy disk. With a floppy disk. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, they can't obviously help that because it was, you know, came, when was when is it? Well, yeah. Or? I mean, you can only go by the technology of the time. So I'm yeah. not going to pick on that no, too no, no. much. Um, it, it, one part that hasn't aged well is that thing of the only people on the internet are nerds and perverts. Horny people, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, again, in the time, yeah, that's that, that's pretty true. It was forums. That's all I did when I was 10. Porn, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just one that, yeah, particularly now, someone watching that doesn't ring true anymore because it's so ubiquitous. I appreciated Homer's just obliviousness of just walking through the doors and the walls. Yeah. <laughs> just every time Don't it's not time caring. Even the prison, just straight through the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also him guessing the answer. Is the answer Japan? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I also enjoyed Nancy well, I assume Nancy did it, but um Bart delivering in Japanese. Yes. Uh, about the um what did they say they were? Foreign scum or something like Now they've um I've read I think it was on the Wikipedia page that they made sure that the, the Japanese was fluent. Accurate, yeah, yeah very sounded, accurate. Sounded yep. um spot on. Yep. To a non Japanese speaker, I was like you, you can tell when someone's faking generally or, or when that when it sounds real. I was like, Hey, that sounded legit. I feel like a show like The Simpsons at no point could have ever faked Japanese. Or did they do it in the Mr. I Sparkle don't know. episode? It'd be uh 
Not really. That was more just Japanese sounding. Because mushi mushi is a correct term. Yeah. Oh, in the commercial. Yeah. Not too sure, but I think when you are broadcast to so many countries, it's very difficult. Um, but, as much as they could always redub it, but yeah, I wouldn't think they would get that wrong they just have, because of the fact that you're going to get pulled up somewhere if you do. They do have Americans doing a Japanese accent though, mm. or Chinese Mr. accent. <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. Trivia for this week, the final trivia for Mitch Grinter. What mm. do you got for me? Um, what happened to Evernote? <laughs> Should we get into new names first? <laughs> no, it's all in the same thing. I had that. Uh, I've got it. Like I'll, I've, I'll give you I've my. I've legitimately got it this I'll time. I'll give you around. my first question where you find it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, please do. I mean, it wouldn't be a fourth for you this game without you losing the notes. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you start then. It's it's re- it's rejuvenated itself. Um, what was Bart snacking on at the internet cafe? Hmm, I'm going to say it was a, cho- a drink and a food. Okay, I'm going to say chocolate. No, damn it. Um, squishy. No, no but two it? good guesses. It was Buzz Cola okay. and a croissant. And a croissant. Mm. That's very unbart. It was very unbart. Yeah. Good croissants, though. I wonder if it was very... What, what internet cafe? No, I was going to say, like, a good croissant, though, is really oh. awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you can't beat it. Bit of butter. Mm. That place, Patisserie, does a great croissant in really? uh, Belmont. Okay. Yeah, real flavor. Oh, the one near Kmart? No, right. it's Mount Pleasant Road near yeah, yeah. Uh, Cheesecake Shop. Yep, well, okay. Yeah. Cool. For the locals out there that want a good croissant. Yeah, exactly right. Go check them out. <laughs> Quick, get all the pugs in your can now for all the free food that you want to get. Uh, my first question, what's the name of the Leftorium's new rival? Um, is it Khan Curry Hut? No, <laughs> it's Leftopolis. Leftopolis. Ah, see, I thought it was um, possibly going to be Bray, the fine dining establishment just out. What's that? Oh, super expensive. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> what do they sell? Oh, no, it's a restaurant. It's like one of those... I know, um, me, what, what kind of restaurant is oh, it? Uh, like Australian Cuisine, 11 courses, sit oh. down, pay... Five is that the one that you got for your birthday? Different one, but a similar vibe. Okay. Yeah. I think Bray's very highly rated. There's food nerds out there that would know more about it than I do. How many churches does Ned donate money to? He says this in the same conversation. Yeah, he does. Eight. It is eight. Eight. Yes. What show is on the mugs in the 33 cent store? The show that would have just started airing about this time. Mm. Was it perhaps a documentary about Neil Perry's rock pool establishment in no. Crown Casino? No. Um, it was... Sorry. What, um, show that's ask not, the question again and I won't give a joke answer. It's a show... It's a sitcom. Mm. That, what the hell is that sound? Um, Describe to the list as what we're hearing right now. Well, it sounds like Ali's been put into the grinder. People are going to assume <laughs> I'm on the toilet again. But it can confirm that I'm in the same room as you this time. That's not the case. So, it's a show that... I think it started airing would have been about 98, 99, mm-hmm. but for maybe about six seasons. It's a mm-hmm. show that I really enjoyed back in the day, but it's just so corny and it's not looked back on very fondly now, but it did launch career of a few actors. One particular big time star. Hmm. Mad TV. Not Mad TV, it's a popular sitcom. Sitcom. It was mm. very, very popular at the time. Okay. Full disclosure for the listeners here. Due to a couple sound issues in the background, yeah, yeah. we paused recording and Dando asked me this question three and a half minutes ago and I've forgotten <laughs> what the question so it was. So, the logo for the show was on the mug at 33 cents. Oh, okay. Store. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Sitcom, late 90s, launch career. And the guy whose career Two was launched. Two guys go on a pizza place. The guy whose career was launched then took over for another major star on another major sitcom about 10 years later. True Carey show. No, it is that 70 show. Ashton oh. Kutcher. Really? Was that that old? 
That Stephanie show started in 99. That was around back then. Well, there you go. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't weren't big fans of it on The Simpsons at the 33 cent store. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, what my final question... This is your f- final trivia question ever. Better be a good one. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> which mascots were fighting in America Town? As, which celebrities? It was Muhammad yeah, Ali. Yeah. yeah. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali and... Uncle Sam? No. no. He's in a suit. A certain type of suit. Oh, I, I, I can envision... I don't know. Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Damn it. Yes. I should have known that. Fuck. Well, that is your final question. Neil Armstrong and Muhammad Ali is your final answer ever. I stumped you on the final one. Good. Uh, I win. <laughs> my final question is... Uh-oh. What was your the, chance to win. What was Ooh, the... Jet. Hello. <laughs> what was the game show host's name? Oh. Marge calls him Skip. <laughs> Kobayashi <laughs> Wink <laughs> Wink Okay Usual suspects reference For anyone there Not me being racist <laughs> Ken Watanabe From this day forward Your names will be What do you got for me this week? Uh, new names What do you, what um, you got finally For the 30 minutes over Tokyo lot, new names. lot of suggestions Yeah pe- I think people realise like Wait a minute This is the last comments. time Well it's the last time I'll be reading it Yeah I'm sure you'll be keeping this uh, Sean Lachlan With Tokyo Thrift That's not bad That's a really yeah. good one And that's it For new names this week <laughs> No, um, I, I, I so badly want to do that to people. <laughs> just go, just one, and then move on. <laughs> um, Kenneth Rice. It's hip to be a square watermelon. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Parker got, I think, the most likes on this one with a few good yen. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Yentl actually just occurred to me as one <laughs> that could have been done that hadn't, appear- uh, hadn't appeared. Um, Jamie Gimel? Gemmel? Gemmel, yeah. Gemmel. Asaka, game show concern. There's a few that more relate to me than the actual episode. So, okay. Mitch, Mitch's last hurrah. Read them out. Uh, from Conway Twitty, Mitch's last hurrah. Alistair Danik, Mitch, we hardly knew thee. Guess me every time. Conway Twitty. <laughs> <laughs> Conway TP Twitty as well, which makes it sound like he's been hoarding toilet paper. He's the one. Um, the last homerai from Joseph O'Hara. And... Oh, Neil Parks. Mothra Simpson. Mm. Yeah, not bad. I, I think Tokyo Thrift is my favourite. Tokyo Thrift is hard to beat. <laughs> uh, my alternate title this week was Happy Smile Super Challenge Family Fish Gutters. Fish gutters, yeah. I don't think I could do that as a job, do you? Gutting the fish, even when they're dead. Um, certainly not when they're about to offer me three wishes. You know, what was by thinking there? Yeah, well, he wasn't. He was in the rhythm. Yeah. Just, you know, like a good worker should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is the final new names. Mitch Grinter. Well played, sir. Thank you. It's been a fun <laughs> it's, it's been a very fun segment. My second most favorite segment of the duration of the show. It's the Patreon mailbag time. The most fun segment. So many questions came through this week. The most fun segment jingle. Let's try and get through as many as we can. So Kenneth A. Rice, who won last week's um or was it the bonus one? Yeah, it was the bonus review. He had the new mm. name. What yeah. was it? Oh Scissor Scissor something. <laughs> Um, and you're like, because, you know, you oh, explain what scissoring meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Scissor me timbers. Scissor me timbers. Because <laughs> we did a bonus review, listeners, for who for are Marge patrons. Lumberjill. Yeah, yeah, from season 31. Yeah. Uh, so, Kenneth A. Rice says, would you ever go on a crazy Japanese game show? I was always a big fan of that. Um, that- I liked Hole in the Wall before it came to Australia. I don't even know what that is. Oh, really? That's the one where, like, a wall comes at you 
and you have to contort your <laughs> hole in the wall. A hole in the wall comes at you. Wall comes at you. <laughs> and you have to contort yourself into different shapes to fit through the hole in the wall, like a silhouette when you break yeah. like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I remember and that. If actually. you can't do that, then you get knocked off into the water or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember is it Takeshi's Castle. Oh yeah, where they just what threw people that? around basically. <laughs> <laughs> just that was it. Elaborate courses, and they'd be bouncing off here, there, and everywhere. And it's kind of like gladiators, but less fighting. Okay, kind of like you know that the ninja show. Mm. Imagine that, but just like American Ninja or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the Australian Ninja as yeah. well, like, like that, where you got to get from one end to the other, but just a bunch of wacky shit, just things like a children's playground, basically. Okay, that sounds fun. Just padded things knocking you off, and yeah, yeah. yeah. You never watched Takeshi's Castle? No, I'd oh. love to go on. Um, oh shit, what was it called? The uh, Chef um, Warrior Warrior Chef. I thought you were going Chef Warrior. <laughs> no, no, what's, <laughs> what's what are you doing? <laughs> What's it called? What's that Japanese chef show? Japanese Iron chef. Iron Chef. Oh, okay. I have heard of it. I don't think I've yeah. ever watched it. Oh, it's fantastic. Just two chefs battling it out or something. I think it? there's several. Okay. Yeah. You have to compete against the Iron Chef. Gwion Reese Sampson says, What's the strangest place you or someone you know has ever been stuck, e.g. Homer in the embassy? Well, like getting stuck in like, the... Like wedged. Um, mm. Somewhere I've been stuck... I have got my finger caught in the drain, much like Sam on Home and Away, circa 1997. Okay. Yep. That was fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Can't uh, Home Away, 1997, that entire season. <laughs> fucking terrifying. Um, oh, where have... I think when I was a kid, I once fell down. Um, I fell off the bed in my sleep, but I managed to wedge myself between the bed. Like, I kind of got my leg... Picture my knee pressed right up against my chest and the ankle, like the outer of my ankle, up against the bed. So I couldn't extend my leg forward and I'd fallen down between that and my chest of drawers, which was up against the wall. So I just basically don't know how this <laughs> happened, but that was where I managed to position myself and I just couldn't move forwards or backwards and I had to call for help to get sideways. So this is my life. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, like 127 hours. Yeah, <laughs> just eat your foot off. Stephanie Walden says, any of you been to Japan? No, I haven't. No, but I would love to. Yeah, she's That's been twice and said as far as I can go. One of her top five countries she's ever been to. Uh, I have watched uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, and that's as close as I've been. Andy Gangler says, what would be the first thing that you would order from America Town? We've gone for American Ooh. food. It's got to be the, the juiciest Fresh burger. batch of America balls. Yeah, that's true. Covered in as much cheese as possible. Mm. I'm, I wasn't going to be honest. I wasn't a huge fan of the American cheese, though. I'm not as big on it. Like when I know Boss Burger does it here, and they're like yeah. American cheese. I'm like, oh, do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any good Real old cheese? fashioned dinky dye Australian cheese? <laughs> awesome French cheese. You know the country that's fucking famous for it. What's as opposed to America, which is famous for how processed it is? What yeah. is the American food? Is it hamburger? I think the hot hamburger. dog. Hot dog. Hamburger or a hot dog, yeah. Like I, f- I feel like that pretty well symbolizes America. Like I don't eat pork, but I would eat a hot dog at the baseball. Mm. Like yeah, that's part of being at the baseball, yeah, right? Did yeah, you do it exactly. when you were there? I ate everything. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah, like you know they have like you can get a can of beer at the baseball as well, which is another a can. Yeah, yeah. yeah like they, they, there's no concern about them being thrown out onto the field there. Which they is they do awesome. it. They just don't care. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a, and not just a little can. I think I had like a four, a five hundred mil Heineken or something. Got past my way. Wow. And I also love the camaraderie amongst the other fans that it is just you pass your money up to the server and they pass the food back to you and it's just like this conga line of people giving you your food. <laughs> I didn't realize that actually happened. Yeah. 
That's, that's exactly how it works. Wow. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, Kyan and Mugford, what's his question? Uh, any holiday misadventure stories? Um, well, I've got the, the story I've already told about the, the yeah, subway guy. Th- I was going to say, try to think of anything that hasn't come yeah. up naturally. I've just got the subway guy. That's my biggest claim to fame. Uh, Nicola getting us lost in Harlem. I'll tell you about the time that I lost my credit card moments before getting on a plane to go on holiday. No. So, I'd prepaid for my car park on the credit card, which just meant that when you arrived at the airport parking, you scan the credit yeah. card and it lets you in. So, I've wound my window down. I do that. As I'm reaching back, I knocked the credit card on the outer door of my car, which then somehow made it press up against, I, I don't even know what, but it caught like the lip of the window sill and then the card fell into my door. Um, now, the way my the way I set my money up, Basically, that credit card has is linked to my savings account. And all that sort of stuff. I don't like carrying a lot of cards, so it's just all just based on what account I'm I select. Universal remote, but yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So basically, we were seconds away from going away for a week, and I lost all of my money <laughs> just in the door of my car. I'm like, I can't do anything and about this. What'd you do? Uh, I, mean, I got by. I just sort of transferred money to people and asked them to take cash out for me. That was that was all I had. But Where was the holiday to? Uh, Queensland. So, it's, oh, so it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like a way away, thank no. God. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those things of like, oh no, how could this have happened? <laughs> like I'm sitting there, I've opened the door. I'm, it's one of those things where I'm like, this can't have been the case. And I'm sort of on hands and knees under the car looking for this thing that I know, I know in my brain that it's not there, but in my heart it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. It was. It's just the worst time possible. Have I told you about when Nicola forgot to fill the forms out for our visas when we were going to Hawaii? <laughs> no. I, I filled out Ashes incorrectly when we went to New Zealand. Really? Yeah. I uh, I, <laughs> I uh, accidentally ticked that she hadn't packed her own bags and that she hadn't been in any other countries before entering New Zealand. Uh. Despite the fact that, oh, yeah, obviously we've come from Australia. But that was in my tired brain. I'm like... They must mean, like, have you travelled to other countries? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. Well, basically, just a short story is that Nicola, we got to the um, check-in and Nicola just assumed that our visas carried over from when we went on our honeymoon, but oh, they didn't. Right. And it lasted like two years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, we didn't have the visa to get back into the country <laughs> and we were literally, I don't know, 20 minutes from the doors closing, like the, the check-in. Yep. And yeah, Nicola basically, had to, I was holding Elliot. He would have been, he was 10 weeks old. So, he's in a holder on me. Screaming, crying, I've got the prams, I've got th- two suitcases, no, three suitcases, one for Elliot as well. Nicholas running back and forth from flight center. They had to hold, the plane was delayed by 10 minutes because of us. Oh, man. And yeah. you've come on with a screaming 10 week old baby, weren't you oh, guys? Just the kids man. of the plane. Ooh. <laughs> I felt so awkward. <laughs> I just, you know, you know when, you know, everyone's looking at you, mm. but you don't make any eye contact. Mm. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> I just I thought they were going to kill me with their eyesight. Yeah. yeah anyway. I would have just hopped into the overhead luggage compartment and closed the door for a while. <laughs> just, uh, Jimmy Farragia says, if you could be on any television game Surely show... Surely that's Farouja. Farouja. If you could be on any television game show, current or not, what would it be? His um, would have been The Mole. Oh, The Mole. That's yeah, a, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was a fantastic show. I always wanted to go on like Big Brother. Who does Who does wins yeah, is that's, the ultimate. I, I've showed Nicola that recently, actually. And it was a, it's, it's insanity, the fact that this actually happened. So, Mike Whitney just rocks up to a shopping mall and he's like, all right, we've got a giant fucking mattress here. I'm going to give 50 bucks to whoever can jump off the second balcony and land on this mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like a giant airbag thing. Oh, that's great. And this chick who's like, I don't know, 20, t- 
terrified for her life, steps over the edge of the balcony and just falls backwards onto this fucking mattress. Good Lord. For $50. That's fantastic. <laughs> what a show. <laughs> if whoever can jump off the second balcony, I'll give him 50 bucks. <laughs> can you imagine this happening now? Oh, fantastic. Alex Swan, what piece of fruit slash vegetable would actually be better in a different shape? Oh, round bananas. No, Much, oh. no, no, that'd be mushy. No, bad call. Because you squeeze it and be all... I tell you what, though, an apple shaped like a banana without a core. Yeah, just pure apple. Yep. That would be... And it'd be less like attacking of the gums. And skin as well? Yeah, the skin can still be there. So you hold it like a banana, you eat it like a banana, but it, it tastes and has the consistency of apple. That would be very delicious. Mark Boston Burgess says, if you and Mitch were at a wrestling tag team partnership taking on a sumo wrestler, mm. what would that name be? What would that team be called? Ooh. Um, the Matchsticks? Compared to a sumo. The, oh, okay. <laughs> um, What's an Aussie term? For for anything in particular or just an Aussie term? The, for our name. Yeah, like, okay. we're, like We're like Aussies going to Japan yeah, yeah. To, to wrestle a sumo wrestler. Okay. The... Fair dinkum something. I mean... The Dundees. (laughs) Just the Dundees. (laughs) We could not be less like Crocodile Dundee. I know. The soon-to-be-departed. Yes. (laughs) That's probably the most realistic name we could come up with. Harry Leach, what is the most extreme way you or someone you know has ever saved money? Uh, I don't know. Go back to every My Two Cents story that we've ever read out. Similar question from Catherine. She says, what is the most cheapskate thing you have ever done to save some dollar redos? What do you think is your biggest like My Two Cents story? Oh, I go the other way. Like, I, I get silly about things. If I've decided to spend money, I want to buy the best thing. I, I bought a bread knife that cost 120 bucks the other day. Why? Because it's a really good bread knife and it's got Japanese steel. Who are you, fucking have you ever Bartlett? Tr- have you ever tried to cut sourdough with a blunt bread knife? But it's supposed to be a German knife, isn't it? According to Jeb Bartlett. Don't Germans do the best knives? Well, carving knives, maybe. Yeah. But that's a different thing. Okay. <laughs> $120 on a bread knife. I think it was actually a little bit less, but it was that was the retail price. But okay. in any case. <laughs> but it's amazing. Every time I pull it out, I feel like I'm in Kill Bill. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, it, oh, what's the... Uh, uh, nothing's better than a... Oh, no. I've gone, I've gone blank on the exact quote, but I know that it ends with the... Um, that wasn't made by Hattori Hanzo. Like, it's that, that thing that Michael Madsen says it can Kill Bill too. He's in every Tarantino I'm, film, right? <laughs> you put up there that like the chalkboard gag was relevant of I'm so tired. <laughs> it's pretty perfect, wasn't it? I've come to the end, guys. Like, it, <laughs> it is clear that I've... Cho- you You might think you miss me, but I promise you, if I'd stuck around for even one more week, <laughs> you'd have been pushing me out the Mitch door. Mitch walks in, he's like, right, record, let's get this done. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what episode are we doing? I've watched <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, thank you, patrons, for contributing to the Patreon mailbag. If you want to contribute to that, be a uh, member of Simpsons. The- that thing's still on. <laughs> Four-figure discount, uh, exclusive Facebook group, and get access to the podcast that Mitch still will be doing, the Tales of Futurama, I hope, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and as well as talking Seinfeld, Simpsons commentaries, bonus Simpsons reviews, and more, just got to go to patreon.com slash four-figure discount. 30 minutes over Tokyo. The original air date was May 16th, 1999. That's about one week before the... Phantom Menace aired for the first time, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, May is the typical release month, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was about that time. Uh, chalkboard gag, as you said. I am so, 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 so very tired. <laughs> you don't look tired. I feel tired. I feel, like, 
not because of the podcast, but I, I, something about me today. I've just I've been five percent off the whole way through. A lot of typos at work. Today. Maybe work's just done you in. I don't know what it is. Maybe I've slept badly. Had some fucking weird dreams, like not scary dreams, but like Jerry Bruckheimer on speed sort of dreams, and it just meant that my brain hasn't been very relaxed. I think was Ash in these dreams? Oh, everyone was in them. Like oh. I, it was just everyone from my life was in these dreams. At one point, I was driving a car up a steep river. I don't know. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what kind of car? Just a regular car, like a convertible of some kind. How? I, well, it's a dream. <laughs> you, you can do it? whatever you want. Yeah, I, well, I had to. It was steep. Um, and then it got to a point where like this river that almost, it was basically a waterfall. I was driving up a waterfall and it almost became vertical. And I decided, well, this can't happen anymore. And I kind of pulled a little 180 and bailed out. Then after the initial rush and rapids, it opened up into... A, a quite pleasant spot where apparently, like, I don't know, Bannockburn suddenly was up like the Rocky Mountains and I had glaciers and stuff to my left and right and I was able to enjoy the Glacier view. Glaciers to the left of me. <laughs> <laughs> glaciers to the right. Uh, that's when I got woken up. <laughs> <laughs> that might... That speech from Lovejoy might very well be my favourite moment in the entire duration of this show because that's, that was one of the discovered gems that I'd completely forgotten about. It's like baboons it, to yeah. the left of me. Baboons, baboons to, to the, the right. right. It's like he's George Costanza. The, the sea was angry yeah. that day, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and the catch gag was that the catch is a shredder. Uh, the episode kicks off with Lisa reading Wired magazine. Homer thinks it's weird. There's a moment here where she explains it's not actually Weird magazine. It's about just, technology. It just yeah. looks... Well, well, he just pauses. I think the joke, like, it's just supposed to be that it's gone over his head. Yeah, but it, it was just, doesn't. It was odd. It was a little bit weird. It was like you're expecting a response, but you just didn't get it. it was, yeah, yeah, it was like a pause for laughter that you would leave in. Yeah, like for a Raymond a, a or live something. show, yep. or yeah, like something where people are going to laugh and you don't want them laughing over the next line. Mm-hmm. But it, it is a bit strange. Yeah, uh, she sees that there's a new internet cafe in Springfield. Hey, look, there's a cyber cafe opening right here in Springfield. Will you take me, Dad, please? I'll show you how to order pizza over the internet. The internet? Is that thing still around? I know a website that shows monkeys doing it. Bart, the internet is more than a global pornography network. It's a... Come on, Lisa! Monkeys! Uh... Uh, do you remember, like... Well, it's called Guff now, but do you remember... Was it was year, like ba- years, 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 years ago. Pardon? It was called GNet. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah right. You used to go Rural there when Street. you were younger. Yeah, Rural, yeah, yeah. Like you, the, and you'd play the, kebab, the kebab shop is now. Yeah, okay. what it was. Yeah, is that where it was. Yeah, right. I remember like playing Counter Strike and that sort of stuff. It was and, always you know, Counter Strike. If you didn't have a good quality internet connection at home, which many people didn't, then mm. that was the way to do it. Like yeah. LAN parties and that yeah. sort of stuff, and actually taking a laptop there. You, you could have like birthday parties there and stuff overnight. Yeah, I remember going there when I was a kid. There was a game. Oh, fuck! If I remember what it was called, but I know that there was. One one of the, like, mini-games within this game was mowing the lawn. And I used to take great pleasure in making sure I got all of the bits of grass. What kind, what kind of game was it, though? Uh, it was a kid's game. It was, aimed, it was aimed for kids. Something to do with a car. I reckon there was, like, a red car involved. And you'd drive around this little fictitious town, and there were different tasks and jobs. After Dark Games for the PC, that couldn't be that. Wasn't Minecraft? No, no, no. no. No? Minecraft. Let's play the one like video games. <laughs> it wasn't 97. It's, I think that opened in 2002. Oh, well. Like your early high school. There must point. have been a, pro, a, a previous... Oh, okay. Um, a previous college one. Like, because I also remember going in there to play Doom. Um, oh, this is pre that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think it's something different. There used to also be a place down that 
uh, alleyway, sort of behind that building near Spotlight. It was called Gaming Nights. It's mm-hmm. where you go to play trading card games like Magic and things like that. Do you remember that place? Oh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see what's been captured on the upgilt camera. Yeah, this last needs a bit of groundskeeping. Ah, uh, oh, that's Willie! Looking at upskirts, it's pretty full on for a kid's show. But yeah, it's... Um... And like she, mentioning how much pubic hair she has, it turns out to be Willie, obviously. But Yeah, like, it needs some groundskeeping. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh my. Yeah, that's <laughs> seedy. Yeah, um, very, very seedy. But I suppose it was just as seedy in that rock bottom episode. The Homer Badman, like him filming people having sex. Yeah, it's not out of step for the character, and it's no. not territory that they haven't gone over before. But basically, if you're going to go to these places, it's going to be a bunch of seedy mm. men, is what it's sort of saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you got Bart pretending to be a 45 year old desperate woman, and Lenny's excited by it and whatnot. Homer's surfing like a pro, and I think I found the game. I think it was putt putt, putt putt. Oh, the car game. Yeah. That is old school. I might be wrong, but this looks vaguely familiar. That That's super old school. That's like mid-90s. Maybe one of... Yeah. Um, I can't find any of the mini game. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't think it was Putt-Putt. Something else. Something similar. Putt-Putt knockoff. Okay. Anyway. What does Homer invest in? He's investing in News Corp and things like that. Yeah, News Corp. Fox. That's Fox. Yeah, undo. Yeah. Undo. This is where Snake that's rubs That's basically him. what anyone that has money in the stock market over the last week mm. has been screaming and hitting yeah. that undo button. They need to just calm down. Everybody just needs to calm down. Oh, I know. I don't have <laughs> many shares. Um, and and what I do have was from an employee investment scheme. So, it's not actually my money. It was free money. But holy shit, has it been in free fall over yeah. the last week. I'm like, come on, man. I saw two elderly gentlemen, I say elderly, I mean, maybe late 50s, early 60s, mm. almost come to a fist fight over flushable wipes last night. Jesus. Yeah, at the supermarket. So, a worker comes out the back and he's pushing one of those trolleys that they use sort of like in fresh produce mm. and his boxes on top. And people just start... Damn, sw- boxes. People just start swarming towards this guy. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I thought it must have been toilet paper, but no. And this one guy, he had four boxes... One guy just grabs an entire box and goes to walk off. And the worker goes, no, mate, no, mate. That's limited two per person, two per person. The guy sort of like looks back and goes, gives him the look of, whatever, mate. Keeps walking down the aisle. This other old elderly gentleman walks or runs up behind stands in front of him. He goes, put them back. You can't take all of them. They're for all of, for, for all of us. And the guy goes, try and stop me. He goes, oh, fucking stop you. The guy who has the box slams the box on the ground, like kind of like a hockey player, takes his gloves off. Oh, He's like, amazing. let's go. And I'm like, this is insane. And I'm, fucking, I'm like, what are they? I'm like, is it toilet paper? He's like, no, it's flushable wipes. <laughs> like two men were going to fight in a supermarket over flushable wipes. Literally threw the box down. Let's go. Fists were up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to defend his honor. People. Just... Come together. I couldn't believe it. I was a little bit frightened. <laughs> the problem is, it's only getting worse. I know. Like, this is the beginning. All sorts of no, other this shit. this is the end, my friend. <laughs> it's all sorts of other shit. This is why I'm, I'm off the show. I'm off to live in a bunker for yeah. a couple of years. No pasta, no rice. Yeah. No bread. Yeah, man. Bread yeah. doesn't even last long. No. <laughs> You can freeze it, but I couldn't believe it. Anyway. The bread's made every day. Yeah. Even after all my cyber squandering, we've still got $1,200. All right, dorks. Whoa. This is a holdup. Oh, yes. Download to Papa. Yoink.audio backslash losers. Oh, 
So they were saving up for a vacation and Marge is upset because all the money's now gone. I'm not, I'm not sure that's how banking ever worked. Floppy disk no, in the computer. No, and 100%. Just, that and is not the case. <laughs> that's just not how it works ever. Yeah. Um, Homer says he's going to have to get a second job. Second job obviously being stealing from Flanders' house. Mm. And I love that he's I, obviously th- done this it in is the actually, past. This is a really great scene. Yeah. Th- these are um, some of the things that I did like about the episode. Some of the moments are very funny. And yeah, this is fantastic. Homer nice. just... Flanders just waiting it. for him. Yeah. <laughs> like sitting in the table, knows what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, not even waiting for him. He's obviously just up. It felt to me like he was prepared. Okay. <laughs> that was the vibe that I got. And Homer just has nothing to defend himself. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. <laughs> As he steals his cutlery. Yeah. Um, this is where Flanders explains that he's not actually rich. He just saves money certain mm. ways and mentions the, what's his name? Chuck Garabedian. I think his name is. Mega Savings Seminar. And Homer steals the tickets. Mm. We're now at the seminar. It's basically just like a, a self-help scammer. Yeah, pretty much. Every every one of these things, like there are some people that do need some common sense help for how to save money, but every, like I mean, just spend less. That's yeah. you know, it, it all boils down to that. Like, do you just, need to do you need to buy this? What you're about to buy? Yeah, it's just fancy ways. People come up with entire books to say spend less. Mm. Yeah, like how to cut down your bills. Look for a better deal. Cool. If you really struggle, just take out a certain amount of cash, like a budget, and just live off that. And you'll find you probably can live off that if you, if you force yourself to. Hmm. You don't have to spend 500 You can probably live off 250 Oh, comfortably. Yeah. I didn't get the whole Monopoly Man thing here. Like, what was the need for it? Um, Purely... It felt like a family guy joke. Yeah, like it's a funny idea on paper. Yeah. But it did, like, it's it's jarring just to, to track come across the, the Simpsons. Yep, 100%. Let's start with mega secret number one. You gotta squeeze every penny. You see this tux? I got it cheap because Roy Cohn died in it. That fancy yacht? A bargain because it smells like cat pee. And those beautiful women? They used to be men. The point is, you gotta squeeze every penny. Come on, let me hear you. Squeeze Squeeze every penny. penny. Squeeze every penny. I'm squeezing. I'm squeezing it. Hey, I squeezed so hard it went into my hand. Oh, Homer, not again. Homer squeezing a penny here. This was one of the moments where I rolled my eyes. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. Like, like it's happened before as well. Like he squeezed the penny so hard it's gone into his skin and then it's moving its way up his arm and his bloodstream. Mm. They lost their way a little bit. I, yeah, I don't know how to... Like they <laughs> I just, don't they, know what I can add. They just lost their way. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, then they're shopping at the 33 cent store. Got some pretty good bootleg stuff. The 99 cent store, maybe for your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> 66 cent, 33 cent. And then Marge sees her dresses, which she paid double that, or almost double that mm-hmm. last time. And we get the plankton. She did fall into the, the trap here of what? Panic buying. <laughs> yeah, panic buying dresses. But the thing of like, oh, it's cheap. I'll grab six of them. Yeah. Or, or, or grab one of them. Yeah. It's cheap. And, it's then cheap. It's, and then it's six times as cheap. Yes. They're checking the piggy bank. Now, I'm glad they pointed it out. So Hammer smashed it. I was like, yeah. why do they always smash it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the, the idea of a piggy bank. It's a good though, visual. It's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, having to smash it. I never had a piggy bank though. No, I always yeah. had those. Remember I those? never kept a money box. Did you, ever, you never had one. I used to have those coin ones that you couldn't open unless you had a can opener. Yeah. And once you open- I'd always had that thing of it being like a, a false kind of savings anyway. The people that are like, oh, I, um, you know, by, by putting my gold coins away, I save $3,000. I'm like, yeah, but... You could just save $3,000 and still use those gold coins to buy the shit that you bought with notes instead. So, 
you haven't really done anything. Like, well, they might expect that as well, though. Or, or well, some, some people you'll they find didn't can't have to. Save. <laughs> That's true. It's <laughs> true. But like, it's just it's a simple it's a zero sum game. Money in, money out. Some people see money, however, they however, have to spend you, it. However, you wanted to come across that is not the magic formula. It's just what you did. Yeah, it's a, it's an effort for some people though. Mm. No, I, I, I used to work in banking. Yeah. Get that. <laughs> seeing people spend thousands of dollars a month on mobile video games and just go, man, what, what, really? what are you doing? Yeah, some people get addicted badly. They're basically um, legalized gambling. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, legalized. It's under the radar gambling. Like, they they operate on all Candy Crush, all that sort of shit. It operates on the exact same principles Premium. as, as um, pokey machines. Yeah. They just get you addicted to tapping the screen. I've seen one of my friends... Uh, drop three hundred dollars on FIFA in one transaction. Oof! Yeah. What did he buy? Because I don't, know, I don't play the game. He, he wanted to have the best team. It was like some, it was like packs or something, and you like you didn't know what was going to be in the pack. But the more you spend, the better chance you're going to yeah, get a better player yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, though, like they're the sort of what do they call them? Loot boxes to a degree, but like um, th- those sorts of things are they essentially are gambling and Senate inquiries and that sort of stuff. Looking at them at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I was flabbergasted that he was like three hundred dollars, yeah. three hundred bucks, and you don't know what you get. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be outdated next year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's enough here for a vacation. There is for a mega savings vacation. Chuck Garabedian says you can fly mega cheap if you don't care where you go. That's right. Just go to the airport and wait for some no shows. Then you can buy their seats for a fraction of the price. Are you going through our garbage? That's right. You fat cats didn't finish your plankton. Now it's mine. This episode's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> like, I'm just reading my notes going, this episode's just so random. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, they spin the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> That's, this, this episode is like the Simpsons make, oh, sorry, Family Guy making fun of, um, no, South Park making fun of Family Guy. It's, this episode's written by manatees. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the South Park episode on coronavirus, by the way. They're going to do one. Yeah, you would imagine. Yeah. Like, out next week. Yeah. So, they're at the airport and they're all hoping for different countries. Was Homer pretending to be Jamaican racist? Uh, I don't think so. I always um, found this scene really funny as a kid. Yeah. Um, It feels to me... Like, it doesn't seem like there's any negative intent there. No. And I think that's more making fun of white boys who try to act black more so than making fun of black people i appreciate i I could i could understand that some people though would just draw the line and go no you can't do that but i i i personally don't think there's any ill intent in this one nicola can't say bacon without trying to say it with a jamaican accent bacon she goes bacon every (laughs) single time well i mean that's because your wife is a racist (laughs) (laughs) i married her Uh, I did appreciate the reference to the pass the juju to the left-hand side. Mm. Do you know that song? Yeah, of course. Okay. Everyone knows that song. Oh, but there's some songs you don't know because you're, you're big on movie stuff not, or necessarily big on the old school music. Okay, I'm big on iconic <laughs> old school music. <laughs> oh, it's like that song, um, um, yes, Yesterday. Yeah. You ever heard that one? John, uh, John Lennon. Uh, the Flanders almost get the seats. Because they announced that they're going the four seats for Japan, um, and I did appreciate. Him. I like that they're wearing kimonos. Yeah, yeah, like they're ready to go. The thing is, though, they, Homer doesn't yank the tickets out of Flanders' hand all the no. way through. Yeah, how'd they get on the plane? I don't understand. Just because they're there. Yeah, they, they... It's, not, it's not first one past the gate. No, <laughs> just imagine if it was. <laughs> that would be chaos. Yeah, in the airports. It's probably going to be. Um, oh, travel bans are in place now, but that's going to be how it operates to get out of places like Italy now. 
ticket, yeah. tickets are a bygone <laughs> era. It's just, if you're on, you're out. Well, to get on a plane, all you have to do is just hold a piece of paper, run into the ticket girl and just make tickets go everywhere and yes. say there was a ticket there. Yeah, exactly right. And be cute. It's, it's here somewhere. Be a Look, cute 10-year-old. We've got to go. Let him on. Yeah. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. That's my dad right there. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll find a seat somewhere. Okay, good. I can't be bothered walking 15 yeah. rows back to double-check that information. <laughs> Go find a seat. <laughs> uh, come back. The family are all leaving for Japan. Um, so, you think this is going to be a racist line here where Homer says, uh, if you want to see a Japanese oh, yeah, person, it's at the zoo. This was very funny. Yeah. Um, well, what was the guy's name? I actually wrote that down because this is my second favorite moment. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. He cleans the elephants at the zoo. <laughs> He's in my book club. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that. He's in my book club that I really like. Takashi. Takashi. Homer is... I'm uh, sorry, Lisa is reading the haiku and $5 for headphones. <laughs> yeah. And then Bart's got his Game Boy. And this is also outdated because they just let you do whatever you want now. But back then, yeah, it was like, true. you can't have any electric... electric. Yeah. Game Boy, which broadcasts nothing. Nothing. Yeah. 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 I always knew that this electronic thing was a scam well, I th- when I was a little kid. Was it a scam or was it just being over-precautious? Well, you reckon anything's changed? Like, now yeah, they let you weird, turn on it? devices that do more. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, you even have Wi-Fi going now. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, now they, say, out they now. say, please don't use your device. Mm. Except I remember it would have been about, I don't know, even three or four years ago, they were still a bit funny about it. And there was this guy on his iPad, and Nicola's so funny about it. And Nicola's like, tell him off. I'm like, Nicola, I'm not telling this guy off. She goes, <laughs> I'm a passenger. She's like, it's like, she's like freaking out. She's like, stop it. Just stop it. Do something about it. I'm like... What do you want me to do? Stand up and punch him in the head? Like, he's over there. <laughs> so, Nicola, like, complained to the, the stewardess and got him to turn it off. Nicola. Racist. I'm learning a lot of... All- yeah, oh, exactly. It was a black man in the eye. That was the problem. It's probably a stolen iPad. That's what she said to her. Uh, then we- that man stole an iPod from a child. <laughs> we get Jim Belushi, 2000. I like that. Yeah, was this... Um, had Blues Brothers 2000 come out yet? Is that kind of... Surely that's what it's referencing, or right? Or was that the year after? Or maybe it was in production or something. Blues Brothers 2000 came out in 98, yeah. Yeah, okay, gotcha. And it's rated 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's higher than it deserves. Yeah, no good. I never bothered I to even so. watch I it. I think 40 of that percent must go to John Goodman. Was Dan Aykroyd actually in that? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was all replacements. No. Let's see what the bu- the budget was, $31 million. What do you reckon the box office was? 62 Oh, that hurts. <laughs> I thought it would have at least made money just on nostalgia alone. Yeah, no, 14 million. Terrible. Mm. And Jim Belushi then went to a Pretty court- well killed their careers, actually. Not like, I mean, you know, good. they've all done things since, but there was a long, quiet period after that. Well, he had a courting to Jim. They had a funk about him. <laughs> John Goodman had Coyote Ugly. Did that come? Oh, that was 99, wasn't it? 2001. 2001, okay. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> They arrive at their hotel. Homer starts walking through doors. The t- fancy toilet got a good chuckle out of me. Yes, it did. I'm honoured to accept your waste. To accept your waste. That was fantastic. How, and the TV and the delay in the screen. How All mortifying would that be? Watching I've been that. looking into these, by the way. Um, in the in lieu of the toilet paper crisis, I'm like, well, maybe it's time for a bidet. Yeah. Uh, for like 350 bucks, you can retrofit a toilet with a smart seat. So how do they work bidets? They're just a little um, tube. Sort of pr- it protrudes from the seat and just squirts water up like a fountain. But what about wiping though? Well, I guess you still. It's like spraying t- you with a hose. You still sort of need to towel yourself down afterwards. Yeah, with what? Well, maybe though? not a towel. <laughs> <laughs> um, certainly not a white towel. Bring your BOYO towel. Um, anyway, so the family see Homer taking a shit. Then Lisa's looking at the various places. Hello Kitty Factory. That may very well 
well be what it comes to, brother. If not bidets, but just shit in the ensuite straight to the shower. It'll be the whole Simpsons predicted it. Australians using bidets. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's looking at the various places. We get the Hello Kitty factory. Little dig there at Hello Kitty. And then we get the Seizures TV show Battle Battle Seizure Robots or something like mm. that. There's a really weird transition here. So when they're having the seizures, it sort of just sort of fades to something else on the TV. Mm. And then they wake up. Like it, it, it felt like something was edited out. It was yeah. a really weird cut. Did you it, notice that? Yeah, I did. I, it was almost like it felt like it should have just faded to another scene. Yeah. Like, you know, cut to exterior day. Uh, the family all wake up. Homer suggests America Town. And Lisa's right. Like, come all that way to eat at an American place. But a lot of people do it. They'll go to America or go to England and try oh, and find an Australian pub. The people that I um, spoke about when we were in Paris and the um, guy chastising a wife for. Like that, they got Burger King at, at the train station. Like, like you're in a fucking Parisian cafe in yeah. Paris. What yeah. are you on to Burger King for? You cock. You cock. Yes. <laughs> you never would have said that to the guy's face, though. No, of course not. Just threw a croissant. You at him. cockhead. <laughs> Better than dickhead. If you didn't it's have kids around, I almost would have. Because you know you're in another country. Who gives a shit? You're never going to see that person again. But I didn't want to swear in front of the young ones. Howdy, gangsters! I am average American jewel salaryman waiter. These prices suck. 10,000 yen for coleslaw? Don't you serve anything that's even remotely Japanese? Don't ask me. I don't know anything. I'm product of American education system. I also build poor quality cars and inferior style electronics. <laughs> oh, they got our number. What did you think of the America Town waiter? Um... Reminded me a lot of Eddie Murphy in, is it Raw? Where he's talking about um, Asian guys mocking American. Like, I'm pretty the sure food is coming right up. I'm pretty sure that's delirious. It's, it's delirious. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It kind of gave me that vibe of an American playing an Asian mocking Americans. Yeah. So they're sort of walking through the streets and Lisa wants to do something Japanese and Bart and Homer just bail on them to go to do their own thing. Now... A, a various stuff happens. They go to prison. They see Woody Allen and whatnot. Then we get back a little bit later. <laughs> that's, I what mean, did I do to deserve this? Yeah. Oh right. That's kind of funny. Yeah. There, there was um. There was a good time where you could just lay in Woody Allen with reckless yeah. abandon. I don't think like the younger generation even know who he is now. Ah. Uh, so that that gag's gone now. Well, I mean, he's not as much in the news. No. Nah. I mean, it's, he's still one of the most famous comedians yeah. ever in terms of films. So. People, a lot of people already heard of him, but just don't know who he is. Or what he's done. It just depends on what you've watched. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole Mia Farrow and that sort of thing, then yeah, no, you, you would have had to have dug a little bit deeper to find yeah. that out now. We get the sumo fight and whatnot, and Homer throws the emperor in the thongs and stuff like that. I did love the, the sound of him passing out in the thongs. Mm. Sort of put up a bit of a struggle. And then we come back, and so Homer and Bud are in jail. It's actually quite a pleasant place. Homer walks through the door, but Lisa's complaining here. Oh, I actually, sorry, I've forgotten about the thongs and I hadn't made the connection. So back to new names. Mark Boston Burgess, one of our, yeah. one of the men that I met. So I wanted to cr- uh, squeeze this one in. The thong goodbye. Was one of his titles. Yeah, that's the bad. Lisa complains here. I want to do something Japanese, and I'm thinking, what were you doing for the hours at Barton Homer? We're out at sumo fights. <laughs> well, it's off camera, so nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> she was in suspended animation until the camera's She's back on. Exactly right there. Yeah, um, Homer does the origami. Don't worry, Ichiban. I'll show you something Japanese. Oh, it's beautiful, Dad. It's a crane. The Japanese believe they bring good luck. Be careful. We need that money to get home. <gasps> no! Get my fuck of me! 
cut back and they're at the embassy. And you think that they're going to help them out, but they're not. Homer's just stuck in the exit door. They kick him out and then they're gutting fish. they got a job somewhere. Is it just the Osaka fish concern or seafood concern? Yeah, I think of seafood concern, yeah. Yep. And they see the, after the company loyalty song, uh, the game show. Mm. And Marge gets an idea, which everyone else also got as well. Yes. You have fulfilled our dreams and dreams of our ancestors. Tune in tomorrow when another lucky family tries to win their dreams on the Happy Smile Super Challenge Family Wish Show. Family Wish Show? Hmm. That gives me an idea. I think we all had that idea. I didn't. What is it? Lunch? I thought they did a good job of parroting these wacky game shows. Yeah, and squeezing a little bit of family food... Uh, Family feud at one point, it felt like, with the um, huddling around the table. Or, yeah. Do they still call that family feud in the States? Yeah. Assume it is. Yeah. Yep. With Steve, what's his name? Something. Yeah. Uh, he, he always pulls the whole... Ask Nicola. She's probably written a lot of letters to get him <laughs> off the TV. <laughs> I did love the whole huddle, though. The, te- the family team huddle. Yeah. Now, our game shows are a little different from yours. Your shows reward knowledge. We... Punish ignorance. Ignore what? <laughs> okay, let's begin. Our categories are How That Hurts, Why Are You Doing This To Me, and Please Let Me Die. Oh, yeah, number one. Oh, Definitely we'll with How That Hurts, Skip. My name is Wink. Yes. There's not really much to say about this. It's just a bunch of stuff happens on the game show. Like well, the Homer Pinata and What did you think? Like, do you see the twist coming? When they're over the volcano and Lisa's. No, because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean how do they get to the volcano? <laughs> how does the volcano then lead yeah. back to the studio? Why are they climbing the volcano on the outside? Like <laughs> Guy apparently can hear Homer, he gets struck by lightning, but then they they're like this volcano, where is it? And how is it anywhere near the TV studio? Mm. How do they go? Uh, it's just... No, I didn't see the, the plot come, it, it, this it twist coming. It doesn't appear to take them all that long to climb it. No, the plot I did not, twist I did not see coming because it's just ridiculous. But I guess it fit the vibe of the Good show. Good joke in there with, Marge, your shoe. That's my favourite part yeah. of, the, of that whole scene. <laughs> Marge, your shoes. <laughs> um, it was kind of like a Toy Story 3 moment as well. Like, well, this is the end. Oh, I didn't... Not really. Like it didn't tug at the heart. Toy strings. Story three, I believed it was the end. I thought oh, yeah, they were I, going to be incinerated. I I cried. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was almost crying. I was crying. Well, yeah, I was yeah. bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Thanking God that I had the three D glasses on, so I could not look like a wuss in front of my date, who was also crying. <laughs> well, that came out not long ago. I'm not sure it was Ash. It was. <laughs> it was more than ten years ago. <laughs> I don't think it was. No, it was. Let's go to the Google. <laughs> it absolutely was. Toy Story 3 was ages ago. 2009, maybe? 2010. Uh, Toy Story 3, what was it? Toy Story 3. 2010 film. What year are we in now? 2000, just 2020. Well, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Oh, man. Hopefully Ash doesn't listen to the final episode of Four Finger Discount. It was the before times. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. But anyway, um, yeah. The, so they go down the volcano, end up in the game show. Homer gives his little speech, which apparently went a little bit longer, but they cut it for time. And then they get attacked by Godzilla on the plane on the way out. 
I did like the cool, calm nature of, so once we get above 35,000 feet, all we have to worry about is uh, Mothra. But he's uh, busy today with, uh, and he says some other yeah, Godzilla with, uh, creature. Uh, Gamera, maybe? Gamora? Yeah, something like something that. Something along yeah. those lines. Um, overall, though. He usually lets go. <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the jokes were funny in a set. Like, the overall story. The jokes were funny. There was, there was just no story. No point to them. Yeah. To any of it. Like, it, mm. for a season ending episode as well. It wasn't progressing anyway. Yeah. It was like, normally, though, you typically would still pull out something with a bit of substance for your final season final episode of season 10 and they really chose not to do any of that i believe i read somewhere that this is never aired in japan because there's something that would be very offensive to them oh yeah so it says here on the wikipedia page that 30 minutes of a tokyo is one of only two episodes that never aired in japan the other being from season 11 little big mum mm-hmm. um, the reason behind this was that a scene in the episode which shows homer throwing akahito the then current emperor of japan into a box filled with sumo thongs was considered too disrespectful. Okay. So it never made it to Japanese TV, which is, I don't know, is it like ironic, the fact that they made the, had the trouble of going away to Japan to do an episode? You would assume for Japanese viewers, and then this never aired there. Like, you, yeah, it that, does seem weird. Like, they go to Australia for Australian viewers, right? Like, it's like, hey, this is a show, this is an episode for you guys. It's, well, it's a little bit for each, but yeah, like, it is a way to bring you in. Yeah. yeah, it's like the Bar versus Australia, we've claimed that as like our episode, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Where, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you could very easily have cut that joke to... Yeah. We can't cut the Emperor getting thrown to thongs, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of this so, podcast in Japan. <laughs> it was the pivotal it was the pivotal moment in this whole episode, was it not? It's the glue that holds this together. There, this episode is <laughs> just bricks thrown into a pile in the backyard, like, and any semblance of glue or mortar has not arrived at the construction this is site. Elliot's playmat, just toys everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no structure. <laughs> Matt Groening in the middle, just bashing toys together. <laughs> I'm Red Mud. What did we learn, Palmer? What'd you learn from the episode? Um. Fish guts, remarkably easy to get out. I would have thought it mm. would have required like a fork or a spoon or something like that. But no, if you're skilled enough, one knife's all you need. Maybe if you sing a song at the same time, you get a bit of a rhythm going. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that uh, company would have a good training program. They would, yeah. It's probably like a six-month apprenticeship of just practicing on a stuffed fish before you actually work your way up to proper fish. You know, Japanese famous about like building up skills and plying your trade over a lifetime. Do you think any of them ever lost or like worked their way up to being like fugu fish? Slices? Oh, not from there. No, it's too far down. <laughs> too too many rungs between... That totem pole's too high. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that uh, there's a reason Hello Kitty fur feels somewhat realistic on their plush toys. Mm, yeah, that was dark. Mm, very, very dark. Up in smoke. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! Mailbag. Now we've got... A my two cents story I saw come through this afternoon. Oh, okay. Shall I read it out? Or would you like to read it out? No. No, you read it out. It's your segment. Oh, your okay. You can also reply to that, uh, that guy that called you pompous at the same time if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Gave my reply on the podcast. Dear sir, fuck you. <laughs> Here we go. So, this my two cents comes in... Dando. What? What have you done? What have I done? My name is Eric Crow, and I'm an SEO specialist. <laughs> I was on your website. Oh, I clicked on the wrong one. <laughs> like, what have I done? Uh, see, please see, Eric. I, I knew his name was Eric. Podcast's already gone <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> this guy's name's also Eric. Real person. Uh, Eric Lutheringa. Greetings, Mitch and Dando. Before Mitch heads off, I wanted to share where my two cents story. There's a sweet ending. That's nice. Growing up with my grandmother... Uh, 
sorry. Growing up, my grandmother would pick up every coin, penny, nickel, dime, and what have you that she found. Often the family would be in a rush, and she would be behind us all picking up a penny. We'd be like, come on, granny, while she was polishing it off with her scarf, and then suddenly she'd look at us with bewilderment. It's from 1972, she'd exclaim, or whatever year it happened to be from. <laughs> okay, I would have liked it more if she said, it's from 1972, Every regardless time. of the year. <laughs> uh, but she'd always make it feel like she'd found... Um, like she had found some hidden treasure. Anyway, she kept several jars of these coins saved on her countertop. It would add up. Often, she would have hundreds of dollars by the end of the year, and every Christmas she would donate the entire contents to a local non-profit organisation named Eric. (laughs) No, sadly, she passed away on Christmas Eve in 2011. Mm. I think of her every time I see a coin on the ground or toss one into a wishing well fountain, Mostly of how she would make every little thing feel like such a grand adventure and she would always go out of her way to help someone in greater need. Best of luck, Mitch, with all your wacky, pretentious endeavours. I look forward to you... Do you say that? Yes. <laughs> I look forward to you visiting the podcast from time to time. Smell you later. Eric Lutringer. He's gone to the effort of um, giving a phonetic pronunciation of his surname in the uh, signature. But Eric, I would like you to know that when I read your name at the beginning of this podcast, I had not read that. Uh, at the beginning of this email. Mabody, I mean, yeah. Thank you. Also, where can I buy a copy of your book? Well, funny you should ask that, Eric. You can find that on Booktopia on, well, any of the online bookstores, really. Um, but I'm pretty sure Booktopia is still one of the cheapest to have actually got, got that from. Pretty sure, yeah. yeah. But if you're buying it online, for sure. It's yeah. also available in Dimmick's bookstores. Yeah, I'm not sure where Eric's writing from. It doesn't it doesn't it, say. I'm guessing no. America based on the nickels and dimes and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, it, just online, because I'm not sure if we have a fiscal presence in the States. Yeah, okay. One final question. This one comes from me. So, what is next for Mitch Grinter? Okay. Well, you emailed it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the short term, I, I might I may have mentioned that I'm doing a play that a friend of mine wrote, which is... Playing um, a gay character, right? I am playing a gay character. Not that that really has anything to do with it. It's yeah, character who happens to be gay and has been uh, mistreated poorly by men. Um, and that's the one thing that he shares in common with the main character in the play. Um, so uh, it, it's a really, really incredible script. I love that it's 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 really, really inclusive. It um, it does a lot to just show that people are people, no matter what they mm. like or what they, you know, no matter whatever makes them up, they are fundamentally human beings, and they all have the same pain points and the same happy points and the same you know, all that sort of stuff. That everything's in common. So. Um, that is going to be in June, I believe, late June. That um, that's airing or that that's playing its limited run over a couple of weekends. But no, really, really looking forward to sinking my teeth into that because that can be cancelled due to coronavirus, is it? No, 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 no. Small <laughs> theatre, so it won't be it won't be considered a mass gathering. I um, I but no, like I legitimately, of anything that I've ever done, I think this one, I've done uh, roles that I think are going to be more fun to play, and there's more to sink your teeth into. But I think that this is really going to mean something to a lot of people in an audience and certainly going to mean a lot to um, the friend of mine that wrote it. So that is, you know, a serious response, but that's what's next. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, um, I mean, for a couple of weeks at, at least, if not months, I'm nothing. Really, nothing. I'm really looking forward to just shutting up to, to try to just watch things again without a critical mindset to just sit down and enjoy some movies and enjoy some TV shows and, 
and at some point come back to just enjoying The Simpsons. Not that I, you know, well, saying not off that air, it's not fun, but just for just watching the show and being able to just enjoy the show. Again. Yeah, just just watch it as a fan. Just watch it for the sake of watching it. Yeah, which I haven't really done since we started this five years ago. Yeah. So, um, so that and I mean time with Ash as well. Like you know, I'm I'm looking forward to. This is pretty well coinciding with cricket season wrapping up. So suddenly I'm going to come into a winter where I just have a lot of time to be able to spend with Ash and um, try to... We're in a pretty good spot, but could always do more. So just strengthen that connection a little bit. And then a couple... uh, I Back in the podcasting space for down the line, I do have a couple ideas um, for... I mean, I don't know if I want to give them away... A, in case they never happen, and B, in case someone else does it better than I do. <laughs> but um, one of them, a loose idea that I have is called Six Degrees. And the idea behind that would be, I call someone from my phone. Um, we have a conversation. That person then needs to give me a phone number of someone who is slightly more famous than them. And we work our way up the chain and see who's the most famous person that I can get to. Who do you reckon it would be? Billy Brownless? <laughs> I feel like Eddie Maguire is a, a realistic chance. I met, um, I met Eddie when I was about nine. Yeah. He was a nice guy. Yeah. There'd definitely be comedians. Like, once, um, there'd be a lot of comedians in the Australian scene that would find themselves with a spare 15 minutes, surely. Yeah. Who was so, the one that messaged you by accident once? Greg Fleet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Asked him for money, right? Yes. <laughs> Asked for 50 bucks for some dental surgery. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the most depressing phone call of my life. What? You actually spoke to him on the phone? Yeah. What? He, you gave me his number and said, hey, man, do you mind giving me a call? Um. And I, my head was spinning. Were going, you like, what could this out? possibly be about? <laughs> uh, so I, we were overseas. I was in Italy. I was in Rome at the time. Did uh, you think you were going to get a, a gig with one of his shows or something? I didn't know what it was going to be. <laughs> I really, really had no idea. But we'd had some correspondence about the book that he'd written, which That's I'll right, stand yeah. behind. The Good Son, very good book. But I, I was, I was like, what could this possibly be? And yeah, then I just got this very, I wouldn't even say apologetic. There was slight sheepishness to it. Of him just going, yeah, um, mm, here's the thing. Like, I just, I, I needed some money for some emergency dental surgery. And I was that desperate. I asked, I was going to ask you. And uh, I don't even know you. And what'd you say? I was like, well, uh, oh, shit, what did I say? Words to the, I th- some time had passed since he'd sent the message. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, I hope you got it sorted or something along those lines. It was just like this thing of like, I mean, all that was running through my head was, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like watching Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not good. Yeah. Harrowing experience. <laughs> Harrowing. <laughs> so, you reckon you'll ever go to one of his live shows again? Yeah, I'll bring re- 50 bucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. What were we talking about? Uh, what's next? Oh, what's next? Yeah, yeah. yeah your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Fleet. It would be funny if it ended up at Greg Fleet. It would be pretty great. <laughs> so that's um, it for you? I think, uh, you know, I've got an idea for a book that I want to write um, mm. that is based around a local football club. So that's actually something that I want to get out and watch my brother play a bit of footy mm. um, this year. I want to watch local footy this year too. I haven't yeah. done it since I've stopped playing. So, yeah. and Come out with me a couple of weekends. So yeah, well. Damo plays for Carnham Linton. So it's like... Where the um, hell is that? West, is it West Highlands? Past Where the Bal- hell is that? <laughs> what the fuck? This is the thing. It's as country football as it gets. It's out past Ballarat. So, oh, yeah. but, um, oh, that was loud. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but there's, 
beautiful, beautiful, fresh, cold, fucking freezing cold country air. But you, all of these grounds are just surrounded by views. But he's under what? Oh, he's seniors. Oh, he's seniors. Yeah, oh, okay. No, so it's not like under tens. No, like, no, no. Not no, no, under like playing seniors. Would have been, okay, yeah. Um, plays in a league. Uh, Brad Saul um, occasionally runs around out there. I think a couple of his brothers, um, Saul's brothers, still play for one of the teams. Luke Hodges playing game out in that league this really? season. Um, one of Hodge's mates is playing a 300th for the club and he agreed that he'd come have a run around. It's relatively early on. It must just be so great like for an AFL like legend to just go and run out with like the locals again. Yeah, but no, it's amazing. I went out to watch one of these games where um, they had the boundary umpire in the reserves was like this 70-year-old guy who's running around wearing a beanie, would have to stand about five metres in from the boundary and he was just throwing it forearm. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't go over his back, so he just—he's facing the players, yeah. tossing it straight at them. That's awesome. Um, you know, old Bill in the scoreboard. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> there was one where they had a whole hog. On, I don't know that you don't eat pork, yeah. but they had a spit roast going, just meters from the boundary, and that was going to be the, that night's food. That's awesome. Like that—that that sort of shit. That, yeah. Um, that is, everyone stays at the club for the rest of the night. So yeah. much character. I think I might have told you about that. That I tried to order a furphy and I got yelled at. Where. Because, you know, city slicker man. Fucking upper class. Fucking exactly. Beer. So, like, I, I just saw a blue can. It was like a dark blue. I was like, oh, I'll have Furphy, thanks. And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, Furphy? And I kind of make my eyes gesture over that. And he's like, that's a fucking Carlton draft, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or Carlton drive. Sorry, Carlton drive. Drive, yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking Carlton drive, mate. All right. Okie dokie. I'll have the Carlton drive, please. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, local footy though. I do want to get out and watch it. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Alrighty. Well, thank you for doing the show with me for the last five years. That's right. Thank you for having me. No worries. And now the microphone is yours. Say what you need to say to the listeners. Mitch, any final words forever for the listeners? Smell you later forever. Do you want those to be your final words? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, no. Um, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't exactly prepared, but I, again, thank you from the absolute bottom of my heart. Um, and Ash would, you know, not to speak for her, but Ash would thank you all too. The uh, community that we've had has been amazing. It's been incredibly uplifting. And like uh, for all of the jokes about being pretentious and cocky and, and full of myself and all that sort of stuff, it is it has genuinely been the most humbling experience of my life. Every time I've met someone, you've all been incredibly delightful. It's been such an honor and a joy um, to, to think that anyone, you know... The, the, to think that I've been able to bring some sort of joy or happiness into other people's lives for five years, uh, I will miss that. That's um, there's there's no doubt. Uh, so you know, thank you for being a part of it all. None of this would have existed without you. And now for my low key exit. You asked to see me. I know you're busy. What do you need, sir? Sir, I want to give you a word of warning. You've got to go back where you belong now. No, 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 don't worry about us. We'll be all right. Get out of here! Can't you see we don't want you anymore? Why can't you go back where you came from? Leave us alone! Go! Go! One last time Relax, have a drink with me One last time
Let's take a break tonight And then we'll teach them how to say goodbye To say goodbye You and I I've got a job to do too Where I'm going you can't follow What I've got to do you can't be any part of Ilza, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. stuff he pulled. Sometimes it makes me sad, though. I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. But still, the place you live in is that much more drab and empty that they're gone. I guess I just miss my friend. Like the scripture says, everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. They'll be safe in the nation we've made. I want to sit under my own vine and fig tree, a moment alone in the shade, at home in this nation we've made. One last time, one last time. You stay. I'll 